Welcome to the Right Now Show. This show is all about inspiring our generation, people in their 20s, to go out and actually go for your dream, to find out what your purpose and your mission in life is. And I know that you listening, you are capable of so much more than you can possibly imagine. And I want you to go out and I want you to make that happen. And on this show, we're going to bring on people that have inspired us, that are absolutely just crushing it in life and have overcome insane odds. And this show is called The Right Now Show because the only thing that is truly real is this moment. Let's get into the show. Mr. Adam, what do you do? I have no idea what you do. So uh, Zach just kind of threw me into this, which I'm actually really excited about because um, I like being on the spot. So it's all good. Um, So uh, Adam, uh, what do you do? So I do mergers and acquisitions, investments. I help companies increase their revenue. So uh, it's pretty fun. I've been doing it for about eight years now. Um, I own 16 different companies myself at the moment in my portfolio, but I'm always buying and selling and trading them in and out. Okay. All right. And um, what kind of, what made you get started down this avenue? Well, I used to be a dating coach. I say I used to be, I still own my dating coach company. I've actually had it for, for 18 years now. And uh, I couldn't make it grow. And I was like, how the hell do you, does this whole business thing work? So I started learning business. And before I knew it, I kind of became more interested in business than I was in dating. I applied all the techniques to growing my, uh, my own dating business through the business structures I was learning and developing. And then my clients, who were often successful business owners, were saying to me, hey, can you do this for us? And uh, before I knew it, I ended up taking on more and more clients. And the next thing you know, uh, in the last three years, I've consulted for uh, over 2,000 companies, either on the purchase of a business, the sale of a business, the growth of a business, increasing revenue. Um, so it's uh, it's been good times. Awesome. That's a really, really cool. I've ever uh, I've never really met anyone that does that kind of thing, <laughs> um, except for Zach. I mean, he does like the same kind of thing where, um, you know, kind of promotes other businesses and stuff. But you started out with dating. So that's a very interesting thing. Um, okay. So did you, you went to high school and then did you go to college? So great question. Uh, I was a college dropout, but I've since okay. gone back to college. And actually yesterday I just got my certificate for my master's in business and psychology. Awesome. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Very cool. Very cool. Um, okay. So you dropped out of college. What, uh, what year did you drop out? I mean, man, this is going back. I dropped out of college in 98. So yeah, I'm 42 years old. So. Okay. Were you a freshman, sophomore? I was, I was six months in. That was it. I did six months. What happened was my, okay. my professor started asking me for advice um, because I had a lot of good contacts and my professor apparently didn't want to be a professor and wanted to work in the industry that I was working at the time, which was film and television. And so um, I was like, well, if my contacts are the most important thing, why am I in college? So I dropped out of college. I was studying uh, media and television started working full-time in film, uh, movies, public relations. I did that for a few years and um, fast forward to today, here I am. Okay. All right. So you kind of just like, you didn't see the point of the whole college thing for you. Like it just didn't work out for you. Back you you kind of yeah. figured that something. Yeah. 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 Back then. Yeah. And now you're going and you just got your master's yeah, and now. And I so. just signed up for my doctorate. Okay. I'll complete my doctorate within three to five years. Wow. That's very cool. Very yeah. cool. Nice. All right. So, um, 
what exactly, how many, so you, you work with like 2000 businesses right now mm-hmm. and you're working, is there a niche that you're in, like a specific one or is it just pretty much any? Um, I work with all sorts. I have a, a major transportation company, uh, cold storage companies. Um, I have a realtor, real estate companies. I've probably got like three or four different real estate companies I work with. Uh, I work with a Dungeons and Dragons game shop. Um, I work with a wine club fitness companies, other dating companies, pretty much anything. The, the niche is really small businesses. Companies that are doing under 50 million a year is typically who I work with. Um, but, you know, there are definitely a few, like the one of the real estate companies uh, is Berkshire Hathaway, one of the branches of them. Uh, if you know that company, that's a Warren Buffett's company. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're doing over 400 million a year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So actually that's really interesting because now uh, like post-COVID, COVID ruined a lot of businesses, especially those small ownership businesses. Mm-hmm. And um, now that you're, you're basically your niche is into those small owners, like what pre-COVID and post-COVID, what do you, like, what do you see the difference with the, with that? Um, I think th- there's been a lot of difference. A lot of people felt that COVID was bad. COVID wasn't, there was a transference of money. So money, instead of going to where it normally goes, went to different places. Um, and so we saw you know, like Amazon grew a lot during COVID. There were a lot of companies that had uh, big growth during those times. So that was the, the key component there, realistically. Um, it, it ultimately, what happened after COVID is we then saw a ton of growth because people wanted to go back out to events and socializing and retail stores and what have you. So it, it really picked up after that. And it's really only uh, today that we're seeing that growth start to start to dip. Okay. All right. So really not too much. It was just a transference. Yeah, of, there were some uh, companies that struggled for sure, but it's not that the money overall stopped. It just went somewhere else. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, that makes a little bit more clear now. I mean, especially for me, I'm not a uh, very business oriented person. Uh, I'm a uh, registered nurse. So I, I work in the healthcare field. That's awesome. Love so um, yes, thank you. Thank you. And um, so it's really interesting learning about this type of thing. So I'm not very uh, business oriented with that kind of stuff. Good. So um. So I, so in the right now show, we like to get the background of someone. What makes the person them? What led up to that person becoming you? So how did you, uh, how did you grow up? What was your environment like? And, um, brothers, sisters, your family, uh, sports, anything that, you know, what made you today, like who you are today? Uh, it was terrible to be completely honest with you. I, um, I grew up in a project. I, um, got attacked every day. On the way to school, there was like gangs that you have to walk by. Um, I say every day, but often. Um, yeah, it was rough. Like life was rough. We had no money. I had to get a job when I was eleven. I started working moving furniture uh, because that's like all I could do at that age. And uh, yeah, everything kind of sucked. So you yeah, get motivated to push through that. You know. Absolutely. Well, um, what part do you know? Uh, where did you grow up exactly? I grew up in London, but like in the worst parts of London. You did. Okay. Yeah. I told, I told, I heard the accent. I just didn't know exactly from where. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you had a really, uh, you had a rough childhood, you had a rough background. Um, what did that teach you, uh, to be the, the person that you are today? Um, you know, I think what it, it taught me is that you have to keep pushing, you, you know, you have to try and imagine a better life and then go for it. And I think uh, a lot of people don't understand that, but, um, but it's something that I definitely focused on and, and ultimately paid off. Okay. Um, 
So did you have much of a support system when you were, when you were growing up? And no, no, no. Okay. My, my mom kicked um, me out when I was 15. Um, you know, so, uh, cause, um, she had a, a, a night that she just you know, decided that was it. Um, then my dad made it clear that I could crash on his floor for a while, but I'd have to get my own place. And yeah, so no, there was no sport at work. Okay. Um, and do you think that would be uh, kind of a connection between that, how you grew up with not really having those type of, you know, solid relationships in your life to where you went into the dating area? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. You sort of like look at the bad relationships around you and you think, man, I don't ever want a life like this, you know? And so it kind of motivates to, to fix it. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's very, that's very interesting. I feel like, because that's like what kind of leads up, like when, when we grow up and uh, you went through all these terrible things, mm -hmm. you didn't have those people that support, you know, that you needed to grow up. And um, you, you really want to pass that, you know, to other people. You really want to uh, give them the relationships that they need to succeed in life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So let's see. Um, so we'd like to ask this question. Um, what is your biggest fear? Um, my biggest fear is probably something terrible happening to my children. I got five kids, so that's probably my biggest fear. Five kids? Yeah. How old are they? Oh man, the youngest is three, the oldest is 13. So it's like three, okay. five, six, eight, 13. Awesome, awesome. And uh, you have a, a wife, a spouse? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I've been yeah, with, okay. Um, well, I, I've been with my wife for ten years. We've not been married for ten years, but I've been with her for ten years. Very nice, very cool. So, w with that fear, um, where's that? Where's your purpose? What's your main purpose in life? Oh, that's a great question. I, I think my biggest purpose is to help other people. Um, I, you know, growing up in such a bad way, it kind of makes you feel bad for others, and and you want to you want to help them, want them to have a better life. Okay. So you empathy, empathy and love is your, your main drive, oh, your yeah. main purpose yeah, 100. for others. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, do you have your own business? This is your own business that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've got 16. So a bunch. You have 16. Yeah. Yeah. 16. Wow. Very, that's awesome. But, so, um, how do you balance, how do you balance having 16 companies? Uh, schedules, time management, staff that work with you that you rely on. It's a, but also being with yeah. in the work, right? Like, you know, at the start of the call, I, I was explaining, like, I'm in the studio myself today, tidying up all the lighting and cameras because my background is in film. So I understand film better than anybody on my team. Even though I hire professional filmmakers at 42 years old, I've got a lot more experience than like the 29 year old we have on team. So. Right. Right. Um, so what would you, uh, I'm not sure if you know a lot about different types of leadership, but like transformational leadership or stuff. Well, what do you think is got you to be so, so successful with having 16 businesses. What type of leadership are you? Success is such a metric, right? There's always somebody that makes more money than you or is, is more successful than you. You know, uh, the reality is uh, I just do my best and that's all, all we can ever do in life really. And I just hope that's enough. Right. Right. So uh, what kind of, what kind of leadership do you think you, you use to, um, to manage all of these? Yeah, I'm probably an empathic leader. I really care about my team being motivated and caring about what they're doing. Um, I want them to love their job. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a key component. Like, so okay. all our staff get five weeks paid vacation a year. We pay for full medical. They get a guaranteed pay rise every year that beats inflation. Uh, they get a day of training every single month. 
they go home early on a Friday. Um, they uh, pretty much can get unlimited, um, you know, sick leave within reason. Um, yeah, we look after our style. Right. Um, so when a company comes in and they ask you, you know, like, we need help. We need to get our business to to get to the next level. I mean, obviously, it's all dependent on what kind of business that they are. Of course. What is like? What are the first things that you're looking for? Um, the first thing I look for is to meet the lowest members of the team. I always want to meet like the janitors, the cleanup staff, uh, male people, just just the really low level people. And uh, I just ask them like, what do they think is going on with the company? And often they know better. You know, like they have a good idea. They know why things are wrong, and you can use that um, as a as a solid foundation. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of makes a lot of sense, especially with like a, um, uh, I don't know if you know Jocko Willink, he has an extreme ownership mm -hmm. book. Yeah, it talks a lot about late, uh, leadership and all of that. And um, he calls it, uh, I forget, what is it called? Um, not deconstructive, but basically we go to the lowest part of the team. That's where you start out. Always. Exactly. And then you can work your way up to there and find out where, you know, the, the success is, where the downfalls are. So, wow, that, that makes a lot of sense. You got it, got it pretty figured out, it seems like, with that. That's all. When you're old, you figure out. That's all it is. <laughs> no, dude, no, no, no. Not old, not old. Age hey, is just a number. It's true. <laughs> so you have a podcast. Uh, what kind of, what was the podcast called? So it's called Smart Businesses Do This. And we interview experts in various fields, uh, people that have achieved ridiculously amazing things. And we get them to share why they're successful with step-by-step -step actionable strategies. The idea is uh, for the, the people that listen to the podcast to walk away from every episode with at least two or three things they can go and implement that's going to help the company make more money. Okay. And uh, where can you find your podcast? Where is it uh, available on? It's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Spotify. Apple's probably best. Apple's best. Okay. And uh, how long have you had this podcast for? Uh, about six months, give or take. So it's pretty new. Uh, we're in the top three pretty new. of all podcasts on Apple. So pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Thanks. So you have a podcast, you have all these businesses, any other uh, things that you're doing in your life right now? Uh, yeah, so much. Um, I am currently training for a huge fighting tournament that takes place in August. So I'm going to go and do that. Uh, it's like 5,600 people. We're going to be there. Um, so I'll be doing that then in Montreal and um, obviously looking after my kids and uh, yeah, same old, same old. What kind of uh, what kind of fighting tournament? So um, I do uh, a weapon based company. So it's like full armor and weapons, and and you go full contact. Really? Yeah. So like uh, like medieval type. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh! I had a teacher in high school that used to do that. He showed us uh, videos. Man, those guys are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they're it's they're, pretty crazy. Like, like they're literally drop kicking each other. Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I uh, the last time I competed, I finished in the top five out of five thousand six hundred. So, I uh, you know um, I I did a training event two months ago and I beat the top guy about fifteen times in a row. So I got high hopes. I think I'll do pretty good. Wow. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I wish you the best of luck with that. <laughs> That's awesome. I've been uh, I've been um, what is seven? You? So. I was just going to ask, so seven years old, you've been starting that. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, what got you into that? What was like that moment where you're like, I want to do that? In school, you can do cricket, rugby, or fencing in England. So, so more Trick. of a fencing? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you just stuck with it this whole time? Mm -hmm. Just consistency. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Um, so yeah, that's when, when did you say that was in August? You uh, said? August this year, yeah. So coming up, August this year. Okay. Wow, you got a lot, man. <laughs> You're going to battle. You got 16 businesses. You yep. got a family. Yep. You got all these things going on. Um, do you have time to uh, to do anything for yourself? Really, like take care of yourself? Uh, so it's, it's. I mean, the sword fighting is definitely for me. I mean, I'm, I sword fight two to three times a week, so I'm pretty physically active. Um, I I purposely don't bulk up because uh, it actually makes your armor not fit properly. You you get more strength, but you're slower. The the key to winning most fights is speed. So I'm I'm very fast, and that's like my superpower, I suppose. Um, so I, I do a lot of that stuff. Um, I I play games with my kids. I'm currently working my way through the latest Zelda game on Switch. I bought all my children. I bought more Switch. I bought more Zelda, and we're going through it together. And so like sharing tips about where the all the different shrines are in the game. Um, I play Dungeons and Dragons every week uh, with my kids and my family. Um, so yeah, travel. Uh, I'm, I just booked a, a three day vacation with my wife uh, in Mexico to chill out on the beach. Oh, nice. What part? Um, Tulum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we actually we didn't base it based so, on location. We we chose it based on how beautiful the uh, the hotel is. Oh yeah, I'm not 100 sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I just love the hotel with him. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, that's really interesting. So Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. and then uh, medieval, basically like sword fighting, uh, the gladiator stuff, basically exactly. like 300. What um? What's your weapon of choice for that? Oh man, you, you're asking my favorite questions now. Um, so my my personal preference is I have a, a full suit of you know, it's actually golden armor. Um, so I I used to like wear really understated armor, and then when I kept winning, I was like, I'm gonna wear fucking gold armor and just stand out, you know, because like you're that guy. But <laughs> it's okay, right? You know, win the right. fight. Um, so I usually fight with a, a rapier. Just like a 18th century uh, kind of weapon. It's a um, very long, thin blade, but it protects your hands. You get like a lot of guard protection. And then I, I fight with a, a Roman tower shield, like a scutum, which is a Roman shield. So in, in the real world, you'd never have seen this combination, a, a giant shield and a very thin sword. But I found that in multiple combat, because I do a lot of multiple combat, I can position shield as a deterrent from one attacker and I'm good enough with a single blade because of my fencing that I can beat somebody with the thin weapon and then turn around and finish off the guy that I, I'm kind of just keeping away with the shield. Um, and I'll find they'll usually just hit the shield instead of me. Wow, okay. Yeah. So have you done any like martial arts training mm -hmm. yeah. along with that? Yeah, I've you done, have. Uh, I did three years of kickboxing. I did uh, two years of Wing Chun. I did a year wow. of JKD. I did four years of karate, uh, green belt in judo. Uh, I've done about nine months of jujitsu. I've sparred with a bunch of UFC fighters um, because, you know, it, it's not the exact same sport, but the concepts are relevant. So, um, you know, the more the more practice you have. But you, you remember, I grew up street fighting. So that's the the reality, right? From, from being a kid growing up in a rough neighborhood, I, I fought my whole life. And it, it's funny because right. I love it. When people look at me, you get guys that like hit the gym a lot. They're like, you don't look like you can fight. But fighters are always like, no, no, this guy can fight. And you can tell there's like, sometimes like um, grapplers, especially when you shake a grappler's hand, there's a way they move um, where you'll see sort of like the, the turned over wrists and, and there's like a head movement. And you know, like you shake hands with somebody who's a grappler and you're like, oh shit, like, you know, you know how to fight. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you, you get that.
Um, so yeah, so that's so true. Yeah, I fought a lot of different disciplines. What um what have the, what has that taught you to um just basically in life and you transitioning it over to your business? So yeah, I, I, uh, very very good question. Um, I don't increase aggression. I have zero and a hundred. And so if if a fight breaks okay. out, there's a different version of me. Like I'm I'm almost always chill until something requires aggression. And then there's a very different version of me. It's a, a calculated aggression. You know, I'm, not, I'm not looking to play with somebody in a fight. And I think there are a lot of fighters that do that. They're like, oh, I just want to see how this guy is and size him up. I'm just going to kill the other person. Like I'm, I'm going to find their weakness and I'm going to hit it over and over again until, until I win. And uh, it, it takes... It's like that alter ego. Yeah. And it takes a very raw, brutal... Like I remember, um, I'll, I'll share a story. I was at a, I was at a behind the scenes green room event for a business event, and uh, there was this huge guy there. He's like 28 years old. I was 40 at the time. I'm 42 today, and um, he was a purple belt in jujitsu. And and one of my buddies was there, and he's like, "Can you really fight?" Um, and I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Cause you talk about, it. you know, because people ask, you know." Um, and I like sword fighting, so I talk about sword fighting a lot. And he goes, "Can you beat up this guy?" And he like points to the huge. 230 pound. I weigh like one night five. And uh, I'm like, I don't know this guy. I don't know. I don't know if I can beat him. He goes, but look how big he is. I was like, it's not about big. I don't know anything about it, you know? And so he's like, well, he's a purple belt in jujitsu. And I was like, okay. And he's like, can you beat him? I was like, I don't know. What else does he know? And so his, name, his name's Tom. And I was like, Tom, what, what other martial arts do you do? And he's like, none. And I was like, okay. Have you ever been in a street fight? And he's like, no. I look at my buddy. And I'm like, yeah, I can beat that guy. And he goes, whoa, you just went from you don't know to complete confidence. I was like, oh yeah, it's a guarantee I, I win that fight. Guarantee. And he's like, um, he's like, man, you're talking big. Can we see this? And my wife wasn't there. My wife would have stopped it, right? But my wife wasn't there. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'll, let's do this. Let's do this. So um, he gets on his knees. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, well, we're in a living room. Be like, we should get down so we can roll. A lot of jujitsu starts on the floor, right? And I was like, God damn, jujitsu is not my jam. Like I've done it, but it's not. I've done enough of it so I can deal with it. But I, if I get into a jujitsu match, I'm going to lose, you know? And so I was like, look, right. would you be okay with us standing? But I'm aware that I'm now asking for a benefit. So how about we stand and you get me in a rear naked choke and then we'll start from there. And this jujitsu guy is like, are you kidding me? He's 6'3". And he goes, you want to start standing. And because of that, I get to start off in a, with you in a rear naked choke. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and you think you're going to win. So that Tom's like convinced he's going to beat me, you know? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I win this fight. Uh -huh. Guarantee, guarantee. And um, so Tom's like, okay. And so sure enough, he gets up behind me, gets me in a headlock. They're like three, two, well, in a choke, three, two, one, go. He applies pressure. As he applies pressure, I reach one hand up. I grab his middle finger. I pop it back to start breaking it. And he screams in pain. I don't break it, but I, I could, you know? He screams in pain. He releases uh -huh. the choke. Um, he instantly switches to a bear hug because he realizes I'm in like striking range, which is like my specialty. And so he's got me in a bear hug. Well, my hands are free. So I take two thumbs and I start pushing his eyeballs into his head. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't fight anymore. And he's like, done. He's like, no, 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 no fight, no fight, no fight. And I was like, do I win? And he goes, yeah, yeah, you won. He goes, what the fuck? I said, like, bro, you didn't establish any rule. Like, this is a fight. You said, can I fight? I was like, yeah, I can fight. I've grown up doing street fights. Poking in the eye is totally acceptable. I was like, you're lucky I didn't punch a windpipe in. Like, there are so many things uh -huh. I could have done to you. 
you have only done jujitsu. You only know how to fight with rules where you're protected by the rules. If you'd have said to me, do you want to roll? I'd have been like, fuck no, you beat the shit out of me. Because if we're following rules <laughs> jujitsu, I'm going to get destroyed. But in a real fight, like a real fight, do you know to protect your eyes? Do you know that a punch to the fore, like a punch to the top of the head will break a fist? Like I'm consciously aware of that. So when somebody tries to punch me, I duck my head into the punch to smash their fist. That's a very conscious thing I've trained myself to do. And if you haven't had street fight, you don't know that that's going to happen, right? You don't know that when someone tries to punch you, um, a quick elbow in front of your face can crack the two fingers on the hands. They don't want to punch you again. And, and it, it's something uh -huh. that only comes up if you've grown up fighting. So, you know, it, it, it's a funny story because I apply that to business. If I'm going to go into a business deal, I'm going to go in at 100%. I'm not going in at 10%, 20%. I'm not going to scale it up. If I'm going to negotiate, I'm going to negotiate very hard. So like I remember um, there was a $10 million company I got sent in to negotiate for, and we ended up getting a, a price of 900 grand. So I reduced the price by 9.1 million. And I did it because I went straight in and uh, they said, we're the leading company in such and such industry. And at the very beginning, I said, hey, um, are we going to be brutally honest with each other? Or are we going to you know, try and care about each other's emotions in this negotiation, just so I know? And they were like, oh, no, you don't have to care about our emotions. I was like, great, because you listed this as the leading company. Is that where you got the $10 million valuation? And they're like, yeah. I was like, great, because I went online, Google, YouTube, Facebook, Amazon, you're not leading anywhere. Nowhere are you number one in anything. I got you in position 15, position 20. I don't want to see you at number one. Leading means number one. So if you've priced this at 10 million based on the fact you're leading and you're not number one, that's misleading. So why don't we talk about what the price is actually going to be of this company before we even sit down to talk? And they're like, uh, 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 uh. I'm like, well, we were hoping to get 3 million. I was like, great. Let's just get rid of the seven and let's work sad. from three. And so I've dropped the value of the company by $7 million in two minutes. That's wow. what I've taken from fighting with business and negotiating. I'm not, I'm not afraid in a fight to hurt the other person. If we've established we're going to fight, then we're going to fight and you're going to get hurt. And that's how it's... And I'm aware I could get hurt, but we're not going to slowly like jab each other until we get wound up and get angry and then get aggressive. I'm going to start by trying to make sure you don't want to fight at all. In a negotiation, it's the same thing. I'm going to start by making sure that you are going to get whatever is, is correct. I'm not unfair, but I'm correct. So if I'm negotiating, I'm going to make sure that we are 100% accurate and all our numbers, all our data and everything's real. I don't want to screw you over. I want to buy the business for exactly what it's worth and not a penny more. No bullshit. Wow. Yeah, I love that. That's <laughs> no bullshit. Exactly. Right. And, um, yeah, you, you have that, you have that alter ego for sure. Like you got that in fighting, yeah. you know, that one person, the nice guy that we know, Adam, but then when something else happens, when, you know, going into business or going into a fight, you have that other, that other person that calc, you said it was calculated, um, what was it? Calculated, uh, destruction or something, yeah, right? It's, 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 a cal it's, it's, it's calculated aggression. It's you, you go in there calculated and you aggression. know, okay. Yeah. You know, okay. Now I'm active right now. Now I'm no longer friendly and nice. Now we're in a conflict. And there is no outcome other than I win. And that, that's the mindset you have to yeah. go in. If you go in and you're like, I'm going to win. Like, I, I like the fight as the example, because I went in knowing I'm going to beat a guy who's got 35 pounds on me. He's three inches taller than me. And he's a purple belt in jujitsu where I've only got a year and I never got any of my belts, right? So I'm aware that if this turns into a jujitsu match, I lose. That's a guaranteed loss. 
So for me to make mm-hmm. it a guaranteed win, I have to do things to him he's never experienced that is very painful and uncomfortable so he does not want to fight. And a broken finger and thumbs in the eye are two things that they do not train for in jujitsu. So I knew that was going to mess him up. And of course, I kept him safe. Like I didn't actually break it. I didn't actually poke his eyeballs out. But I applied enough pressure that there was a fear of it happening. Now, he's probably trained the pressure of resisting a Kimura or an Americano or being choked out, but he's never had to resist the pressure of an eyeball being pushed in. I have. He's never had to resist the pressure of somebody trying to break a finger. I have. And so I know how, t- how terrifying that is because there is nothing to push back against. It's just, you gotta, you kind of got to be like, okay, break my finger and I'm going to kill you for it, right? That's, that's the attitude you have to have. Absolutely. And I love that too, because like, basically the moral of what you're saying is like, I mean, life is not fair. That's how it is. Life is not fair. Jiu-jitsu, there are rules. There are things that you can get. There's regulations. You can't do this, can't do that. Yeah. But in life, in the street fight or in business, there's always going to be life is not fair. There's not going to be these rules and regulations. You know, that's just how it is. Right. And, and don't get me wrong, there are rules and regulations to business as well. But you have to understand that until well, you activate those, until the contract's in place, they don't exist. And so it's okay for somebody to lie about the valuation of their business. Likewise, it's okay for me to push down that valuation as hard as possible until we get to the paperwork stage. Right. Definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. Thanks. So um, from now, like from where you are today, what was the biggest challenge that you faced, you know, through your businesses and uh, growing your company? Yeah, I, your I, I think there were challenges every day in every way. Um, the hardest challenge, honestly, is weighing up um, growth versus uh, money today. Because the more energy you put in growth, the more you sacrifice immediate cash. The more you focus on immediate cash, the more you're stuck and never broke. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So basically like, you can't just keep on saving your money, saving, 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 and expect that you're going to make more money. It's just not going to happen. Correct. Yeah, so it's actually perfect too because I'm reading, I have shared right here. Uh, seven spiritual laws of success. Nice. So this actually explains it a lot. The uh, giving and receiving, the the law of giving. Yeah. But in order to give, you have to receive too. So in giving money away, like you will receive. It's how the universe works. It's Absolutely. how energy works. So, you know, exactly what you're saying, that makes a lot of sense. You have to give money if you're going to get something, you know? 100%. So, um, do you have any mentors with uh, any of your businesses? So many. So many. I have a bunch of mentors. I, um, Roland Frazier, who's now a business partner, um, we, uh, he told me mergers and acquisitions. Um, my next door neighbor um, was a, a major CEO for a telecommunications company. Uh, he retired now since a mentor. Uh, yeah, I, I believe strongly in mentors. Yeah. And uh, how long have you had uh, these mentors in your life? Um, I mean, over a decade. Yeah, over a decade. Okay. So you've had them for a long time now. Yeah. yeah. So with these new businesses that you have, all these businesses, and um, what are your future plans that you're going to be doing uh, soon in the near future? It's funny. I mean, honestly, I really kind of love where I'm at today in life. Like, I'm very, very happy. Um, if I could just keep doing more of today, that's what I would be doing. You know, I, I, I really enjoy it. So hopefully I can keep this going for as long as possible. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously you, ha- you have that. You wouldn't be where you are without the ambition. I mean, obviously you have the ambition. You have that. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Mm-hmm. But you also have your family too. I mean, you love your family. And um, so it's like to try, like balancing those two, like trying to go after that one thing or spending time with your family. You know, it's like having that balance. So um, where would you say like you are with those two? Like with no, I have, get I, something, go get something. Yeah, I, I do have good balance, um, mostly because my entire life is kind of organized um, in a way that um, I have a schedule. So I finish work every day at five o'clock. Like I said, my staff always go home early on a Friday. So like I get my weekends and every evening and early on a Friday with my kids. So I get a lot of time. Okay. Yeah. And um, do you, uh, does your kids do uh, the things that you like to do? Like, do they, are they into everything that you do? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, my kid, like um, the Dungeons and Dragons store, I ended up buying it and all my kids are nerds just like me. So, uh, you know, we go to the Dungeons and Dragons store, we play games together. We actually have a giant Dungeons and Dragons room in our house, um, but, uh, but they still go and play at the store sometimes. Pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. I've actually, I don't really know much about Dungeons and Dragons. If you want to help uh, kind of explain that a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's a, um, it's a very, very nerdy game where you take on the role of a character and then, uh, your job is to, um, sort of like portray that character in the game and roll dice to see the outcome of, uh, of what's going to happen. Okay. Um, so is it like a board game or? Um, it is kind of like a board game, but it's like a board game. Like you ever played World of Warcraft? No. I'm not much okay, of a gamer. Yeah. I'm not much of a gamer. That's okay. That's okay. It's uh, it's kind of like a board game, but you play it in your own mind. Interesting. Yeah, okay, so fun. you got to be pretty and creative like with that as well. Just, yeah, you got like a group of people discussing yeah. what happens, and and it's good. It's a good game. Yeah. So um, have you learned from like? It's so funny how like something a game like that. It's not real. It's something you create. Something you imagine, but. With that, I mean, you can apply that a lot to, you know, what you do with your businesses and how to, you know, create things in into real life. All right, Adam, it was very, very nice meeting you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything that you've did, you know, that you said. And uh, I actually, I learned a lot from this, especially because I, like I said, I'm not a business person at all, as, as, as you could tell. And uh, I really appreciate your time. So thank you very much, Adam. Have a good day.